podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback Four Daily. It is Sunday night and Liverpool have beaten Manchester United by two goals to nil. Ollie's gone on Solskjaer, came out and talked absolute garbage after the game. Um, his team are skilled. He's just going to have to realise that Liverpool are 30 points clear of Manchester United. And look, that says it all. We, we I think we're about 16 points clear with a game in hand at this stage. I, I've lost count. Um, literally, lads, I'm not messing. We're champions elect. Here we go. And here we go. Everybody's very welcome. The chat room has absolutely gone going mad um, straight off the bat so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to that as we go with me tonight I have Keith and I have Chris they're going to talk through the game lineups formations tactics how the game went goals VAR it's all going to happen tonight uh, Keith I'm going to come to you first the lineup for Liverpool was as expected maybe Lallana Emery uh, shout instead of Oxlade Chamberlain but he goes with the team that starts at Spurs last week and uh, was I suppose it's the one you you, you thought was going to happen didn't you Ah, yeah. I mean, th- there's no surprises there. Um, maybe yeah, a lot of people are thinking Lallana might have gone in um, and would have been deserved to be in as well. But I think Oxlade-Chamberlain he didn't have the best of games today. But, you know, you can see why he's in there. He can break the lines. He can he can get out wide. He can whip a ball in. You know, a bit more attacking threat maybe than Lallana had. But, yeah, no, team was as expected. Unlike their team. But oh, we'll we we got on, we got on to them in a minute. Uh, Chris... Would you would were you happy enough with the team? You 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 wanted Ox there instead of Lalana. It was the only real choice that was going into this game. Were you happy with with Oxley Chamberlain in there as opposed to Adam Lalana? Yeah, I was happy with him because I thought I think Lalana at the moment I think he should have been Tottenham. He, he's getting quite good at doing the uh, Milner impersonation for the last twenty minutes, half an hour, just keeping hold of the ball. I still think with Chamberlain, with because the type of team they are, because they're really deep, is he does give us that. X factor from distance, which I don't think any of the rest of our material do. Yeah, no. Listen, when it comes to the midfield, we're, we're, we're low on we're low on options. In in real terms, we're low on options. I know Fabinho's coming back, and you might see him. You may see him do something again. You know, properly um, against against Spurs. 
or not against spores, against wolves. I have spores in the brain today for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but you might see him coming back in there. You know, Kate looks like he's three or four weeks away. Minamino's a new sign, and we don't know where he's gonna gonna actually fit in as the season progresses. Um, and towards the the end of the season, I suppose. Now we're we're well into the we're well into the second half of the season now. But it was just for me, it was a lineup that was perfect. Um. I didn't. I didn't want us. I was talking to Carl Kopak during the week, uh, Friday night, I think it was, and I was saying to him that I didn't want us to change our system for them. I didn't want us to change our approach because they're not fucking more changing their approach for it. That's being honest with you, Keith. Um, you touched on, on on United there. I was I was blown away by the lineup they put out. What was he thinking? Oh. it's the million dollar question, that isn't it, Gav? What was he thinking? I mean, trying to get into his mind. Oh, it's it's a, a scary thought. I mean, I could see in a, in a, to an extent, right? He's doubling up at fullback, like what Mourinho done last week. But Luke Shaw and Brandon Williams probably aren't the best um, the best two to be to be using in that. It's the opposite, really, to what Mourinho had: big, athletic, quick, strong, fast. You know, he had them all. Man United today, no, I don't know what he was thinking with his selection. Matic, Matic is like a wardrobe in midfield. The, the advantage of having him playing is that he seems to get about eight fouls before he gets pulled up for the yellow card. Yeah, yeah. Really you know, yeah. their the, the team is just like they're an absolute joke shop. And it's as bad as I can remember United in the sense that, right, they've, their team is woeful, but the absolute gawk that Ole Gunnar Solchard is coming out with these days. It's it's the cherry on top. Well, I'll ask you something. I'll ask you something. Like, there's loads of comments coming in here, right? Uh, B2 Life says, Oxford Sound defends me. It was very good before being subbed. I, I like the way he was getting bang into tackles. Um, yeah. Absolutely banging okay. the tackles. I, I was really, really into that. Um, Aaron Wambasaka is a bum, says Barry Carr. Northred says, did you see VVD's look of absolute disdain for the dogs when he scored? Yeah, it was. A go- I'll get on to that now in a couple of minutes. Uh, let me see. Eight, nine, ten matches uh, from now, we face the Ever away, the Hodge and City away. Where do we want it? Um, anywhere at all. Anywhere at all. O'Neill says, only one United player was okay today, and that was Fred. Yeah, I thought he worked quite well. A wardrobe yeah. in the field, says Carl Duff with a smiley face. Yeah, I think he agrees with what you, what you said there. Uh, Kev says their lineup was one set up not to lose. I had success for the first ten minutes, and we just moved the faster, isolated our wingbacks, and that was the, and that was the end of that tactic. We will get onto all those bits as we go along, and I'm not ignoring people on the chat that the things are flying in there. But Keith, what you said there, the, the stuff he's coming out with, I, I know it's hard for you to, to, to figure this one, but as a United fan, does anything that he says after that game appears you? Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. Jesus, no. I mean, look, we've got, all lived through this. He has, and he's getting away with the fact that he scored a winner in the Champions League final, but there's only so much of that he can get away with. Um, it's it's absolutely... I mean, we've been through this with the likes of Hodgson, talking like he's managing ragball rovers and you should be happy with a defeat. We've seen this, do you know what I mean? But this fella, it's... It's just beggar's belief. At least we sussed out Hodgson after a few games and ran him out of town, rightly so. The United fans, they're still supporting him. They're still backing this, him. This, I this mean, is what I'm saying. Like, if you're, if you're, uh, they are still backing him. And, and what I feel, like I was saying the other night, that what he says is to appease the fans. He comes out there after the game, right? And once one thing I seen was, and we'll get on to the game itself, but just this is one small thing. He comes out and he says, oh, Liverpool are, are top of the league and, and they deserve to be. They play long balls. They play for second balls. They play for corners. Like, seriously, yeah. is he is he on the same planet as us? 
No, but it, it's just crazy, and they don't cut you open. Like, is, is this fella, like, what what goes through his head? If you're a United fan and you're having to sit and watch the crap that they're serving up, and whoever said Fred was brilliant today, in fairness to him, mm. he was very good. The mm. only real threat they had was coming from him, and it wasn't even much of a threat, in all honesty. If you're looking at that, that's your team, and double like we have it in one way we're sauntering top of the league and we're looking and laughing at them whereas they're looking at us flying off into the sunset and then they're having to listen to this fella talking absolute muck must be laid and soul destroying for them but I've no sympathy for them like no. make that clear I've fucking zero sympathy for them I'm delighted no, and, and, look, I mean. and look, we, we, we'll probably get on to the, the, the aftermath of the game. That just popped up there, so we went with it. And Tico yeah. says the scum are, are, are us under Hodgson and glorified Stoke with money. Uh, keep, uh, everyone I should keep supporting. Everyone should keep supporting Ole, he says. Uh, Phil yeah. said, Phil of, of the Day Trippers fame says, Tyler sounded like he was having a wank using a piece of granite while shaving his underscrow with a, and I don't know what he means after that, so we'll have to leave it there. Uh, Barry Carr says they're tumbling. Centurion says, I'm absolutely loving the boil from Rivals. I'm all over it. I love it. Barry, oh. Barry Carr says Fred was their best player. They're finished. Uh, they're tumbling. Um, Owen says it still baffles him that the game ended 2-0. It should have been 4-0 at least. We'll get on to that, but look, Chris, um, the opening, the opening exchange is Liverpool are on top. They're passing around. They, they have a lot of the possession, and you know they, they they go through the gears quite quickly. I felt from in the first fifteen minutes, they they didn't wait around to see what United were offering, but they just stepped it up and stepped it up, and they get the goal on fourteen, fifteen minutes with Van Dijk header, and it was that straightforward, wasn't it? Another assist for for Trent Alexander Arnold, but it's a superb header. Oh, brilliant header! Yeah, I mean, I thought first five. Probably United have more of the ball, but I don't know if that was by design, just to kind of see us to see what, what have they got. Mm. Which was I clear think it was more of a figuring out tactic. Like, are they going yeah. to make Shaw as a tour centre half? Are they going to, you know, push Williams forward and put Shaw in a left back? I think it was more a case of let's just see where they're plotting this and then we go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the corner's comical because, I mean, you know, they're trying to get that young kid, Brandon Williams, who I think probably will become a good player. Mm hmm. To Mark Van Dijk, I mean, it's just you know he's a, he's a midget compared to Van Dijk. Why would you do it? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy defending the zones. It's... Yeah. I, I seen I seen a clip of Mark Goldbridge afterwards, um, and it's oh, it's the clip as he calls as, it, he? as Liverpool score, and he says, "Oh, zonal marking for this corner. I don't like zonal marking." And bang, it's a goal. And he's obviously watching enough of United. Um, you know, it's it's one of those where he's watching it and he's going, "Yeah, we're not good at this, and it's not going to end well." Uh, let me see. Centurions asked, "How in God's name did Salah not score more?" Yeah, it was one of those. But look, he done he done it in the end. Barry Carr reckons Bruno will be announced tomorrow in the same fashion we did Fabinho uh, that's a mad one I seen we were on the pod the other night and it was like oh it's going to be 45 million plus 70 million add-ons or something it was mad stuff like um, uh, the, the disallowed goal but we'll get on to that as well but Keith it's a really really good header and as someone said there Van Dijk runs away from that goal like it's a really good ball in he gets on the end of it he he nearly puts his hand on a defender, which I thought VAR loved this, but he, yeah. he, he pulls away from it. He gets up, he gets a head run, and people have criticised the hair. I think it's past the hair before he can even react. But then you see him running away. And you know what the biggest thing for me was? He ran away there and all right, he was real cool and real calm. And he did look at the United fans as if to go, fuck yous. But it was that look of pure and utter confidence on what this team are doing. That's the way, that's what I felt when, when he scored. Yeah, 100%. I mean, eh. 
it's a great goal. You're right. The hair can't do anything about that. No. You know what I mean? We can slay him for a lot of things, um, but he couldn't do anything about that. As you say, it's a free header from someone that's running onto it, that's six foot four or six foot five, mm-hmm. and he's being marked by a fella who's probably five foot ten. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a bullet header. It's mm-hmm. a great delivery. And if you're getting on, you're that size, and you're getting onto that, no keeper's going to save that. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. So we can't criticize him for that. I but think yeah, because it, it was it wasn't right in the corner, people criticized him. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Sometimes they're hard at the save. But that, that, that could be happen, that could know? be above his straight above his head, and I don't think he gets it. I think it's just a bullet header. You know that kind of way. I reckon if it was going at me, they moved out of the way. Uh, yeah but listen it it put us one nil up and i was delighted because i thought i don't want to get this i don't want this to get to 25 30 minutes and it's nil all and they start to get into it and then they're getting you know when it gets scrappy then and the ref's giving a couple of fouls and momentum starts to drop and i was really really happy with that from there on in chris i thought we were brilliant um i thought we controlled it we passed it really well. The tempo was really, really good. When Aldo, I thought, was brilliant in midfield. I'm going to be honest, I thought he was brilliant. Henderson, the same. Like, we get on to all these players later, but I just wanted to give them to a mention. I thought they were really good in midfield. We move on to, we move on to the, the disallowed goal. And a couple of things about this one, Chris, right? Um, firstly, I don't think it's a foul. Secondly, I don't know what the United defender's playing at by chesting it down, having a look around, composing himself, getting around his feet, and then giving it straight to, to Sadio Mane. I just, and I was, I was literally thinking about it about 10 minutes ago, and I was thinking, did I see that right? And then I thought, no, I did. And it was a brilliant finish by Firmino. But Chris, when, when VAR was being judged on this, I, I thought to myself, they're not giving this for the simple reason he got done by everything at Old Trafford going back probably six or eight weeks ago when Ferguson was in charge of everything. When Cal- Calvert-Leon went in, went on, in on the hay with a, an aerial challenge and it wasn't given. And I knew straight away this was going to be disallowed. And I think it's a disgrace because Van Dijk jumps, doesn't use his arms, his head is up in the air, his arms are nearly down by his side. How did he dis- disallow that goal, Chris? Absolutely no idea. It's absolutely comical. Uh, you know it's a goal when you've even got Gary Neville and Roy Keane's inter-reactors going, well, that's crap defended by United. And then you have Tyler going, do I disallow this? And you, like, you can see them both going, for what? Mm. You know, you know, as anything, you know, look, we all have our biases to our teams, but when, you know, the most Man United, Man United supporters are, uh, as pundits are going, mm. that's fine, that. Like you know, they'll moan, they'll Phil, moan about the head not being strong enough. Yeah, like Phil is saying there, um, it's the laws. Of, it's it's a law. It's the laws of the game. That's the problem here. You cannot make contact with a keeper when he's in the air. Now, like, listen, Phil, you know, you can. You can, as long, you can as long, I think you can as long as you don't impede him. And Van Dyke's clever because he has to keep his hands down. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Blue, Van Dyke has his back blue. to the goalkeeper, jumps in the air with, and is, you know, what I'm trying to say is the the part of his body that's furthest, you know, highest up is his head. Usually you'd see an arm up, but his head is the highest part and he doesn't even know where the head is. He's just looking to head the ball. I just think well, the hay is I think the hay is a little bit a little bit weak there. Yeah, well according to the VR official, I'm not gonna say bar, it's, it's it's the guy watching the telly. The guy watching the telly said his reason was Van Dyke's making no attempt for the ball and yet he wins the header. Yeah. So if you if, if you win the header, surely you're making a, a, a logical attempt for the ball. Mm. Yeah, because I, I don't even, I don't even, it, I don't even think the hay or, or Van Dyke takes a look at the hay. I think yeah, it takes one look to see where he is fully jumped, probably to make sure he doesn't connect with him. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's not like he's looking for it. It's all one of those ones where you've seen strikers jump in and they go, "I just want to leave one on the keeper just to rough him up." There's nothing like that. Yeah, 
Uh, I was gutted for me for me and Abdul Fanner would have broken his Anfield duck. Yeah. That was the thing that was a bit bit, bit of a shaky, lovely finish. Dylan reckons that Dylan reckons that um it was just an easier decision to disallow it and the reaction of the United players. The hail was going absolutely mad, but I kind of read that as you've been weak there, but you should be up and catching that. Uh, Phil has backed it up and said you can't make contact, doesn't matter what part of the body. Well, I'll put it to this way. If he wins a header and it goes in the goal and he contacts the hair, is the goal disallowed? Because the hair went for it. You know, it's 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 one of it's one it's one of those. But look, it didn't matter in the end. I just I just thought it was a, a bit of a strange decision. Uh let me see. Sunez had a great point. How can you challenge for a ball in any other way? Well that's the thing. Are we just do we just stop jumping for balls when keepers are around? Uh keeper jumps into VBD, says Barry Carr. Not red says United players' intimidation of ref was unreal and no mention of it. They did get in his face. They did get in his face an awful lot. But you see, that's that's not I've seen teams other than Liverpool and other teams not even playing Liverpool but just general football and they're in they're in referees ears because they know they're superior in the game and they're not going to let that slip that today just looked like a panic a panic from from early on um one clash uh, that's a great name he says it was a foul it was some but it was some finished by Bobby fair enough different opinions absolutely fine by me uh how much fairer was van Dijk meant to win the ball shocking decision again says Megan that's where I kind of am on it He's up, his head is, is, you know, the highest part of his body. It's not his arm. He's not putting his arm out. His arm's nearly by his side. Mm, what are you meant to do? But we'll have to wait and see. Um, the ref we've, the we've, been conditioned, we've been conditioned to this thing that you can't, you know, so, so, challenge a goalkeeper, you know what I mean? Mm. And I don't think that's an actual rule, is it? You know what I mean? You can challenge the ball once you don't to pay them. Now, mm. Van Dijk didn't, as you said, he didn't lead with his, with his arms. He didn't raise his arms. It was the hay that came over the came into Van Dijk nearly and got the contact, whereas the Calvert-Lewin one that was a hand in his face, you can sort of understand that one, he should have got that one chalked off, but it just seems a bit mad, like, does, I thought Van Dijk, did you see his interview afterwards, and he's like, look, it, it's a, it wasn't given, it is what it is, he's putting, he's not making that now with that, which is the way to do it, you know what I mean, like the, the Liverpool players hadn't using the excuse of the VAR, so if they have yeah. enough, if you're going to use the excuse of that, use it. Um, I can't put it. Use your excuses when when they, when they have the most merit. Uh, it's it, yeah. we've won the game. It's gonna it's gonna do us no favors whatsoever. Yeah. Well, Barry Carr is saying is a clear and obvious, but the thing is, it it goes in as a goal. Um, so everything has to be looked at by VAR, and yeah. they probably come back and say. But but somebody did say, look, the referee has a clear view of it and doesn't see anything wrong. But look, look, leave it at that. Uh, John Red says Wamba Saka needed oxygen in the end. <laughs> yeah, oh, he, he was, was good, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Second half looked yeah. like he had a cruddy half time. Let me see. Antico says, was it me at the match being silly? How did Matic stay on the pitch? Consistent fouls and Maguire. Yeah, he did. And this is the thing. They seem to be. They seem to be. Nicklin fouls here and there, and it was obviously a tactic to break us up and and like that break momentum, and you get these little fouls, and even get a few on your side. Then if you're you're knighted, and then you say, you know, oh, we'll just kill, try kill this game, I suppose. Cop table asks how many wins now, Gav? It's nine. It's nine. Uh, Daz uh, Daz Hale says ten. It's actually nine. If you win, then if you win nine games and include a win against City, and that the league's over. Uh, so there you go. Um, let me see. Chilk says the whole world is talking about LFC. I love it. It's like being 16 again. Chilk showing his age there. He's probably mid, <laughs> mid 40s, uh, a little bit older than me, and that's absolutely fine. Kevin Sullivan says it's important the players have that attitude. So is generally conceived when a VAR decision goes against them. So the attitude is great from Virgil. Yeah. Look, they, they, 
as much as getting an equaliser against you can put you down. And I was kind of going, just get the half time now, make one nil, don't give them any sniff. And the, the mentality in this team is just, it's, it's ridiculous to be perfectly honest with you. Keith, the, the first half goes on and on. And, you know, after 25, that goal is disallowed by, by Firmino. We're well on top though, weren't we? Like, well on top. I mean, they'd say they started the, the, the better of the two, but as we said there a second ago, I think they were just, Liverpool were just sizing them up and seeing what shape they were playing. And uh, once we got a, a grasp of that, we were, there was only one team in it. And they didn't really offer anything, you know what I mean? They had one chance, I think, in the first half. Was It, it was only the uh, Pereira back post. Back post um, yeah. was, was the only thing they offered. And that was the, I got Martin Tyler, obviously. He was the, jumped up oh, screaming. An and that one nearly went in, but... You know, other than that, they, they didn't really offer anything. There was one team in it. We were all over them. We had, obviously, the goal that we scored and then the two that were disallowed. You know, we were we were really poor, and I think, at that stage. Um, and it was just a case of not putting away the chances or not getting the, the luck, you know what I mean? Again, the genie one, great finish, but a fraction offside. Just get on with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's the pr- Owen Neil says the prayer of chance would have been offside because Aaron Wambasaka was offside. Yeah, I did think that, to be honest with you. Um let me see. Uh, Dylan O'Rook says he has a random question. Dylan, hold on to it, man. And when we get probably another 15, 20 minutes down the road, um, we'd absolutely ask for random questions because it generally generally and genuinely more important than football. Um we organised the whole wedding last week on this podcast, so that's how much we love random stuff. Um let me see. Any other scoreline would have flattered them uh, with regards to two nil. I I think two nil did flatter United, I'm being honest with you. Uh VVD looked like he'd been out for a midday stroll at, stroll after the game during the interview with Carragher. Carragher had an eventful um couple of minutes with Roy Kane as well and I'll get on to that later. But the start of the second half, Chris, and we started like a train. And I thought, we're definitely going to put the second one in here. And they, they'll definitely have to come out and play a bit more. And I felt we could pick them off. And the three or four nil that people were, you know, kind of putting out there as a prediction during the week could become a reality. We didn't seem to get the goal, though. You know, like, you, you see, you know, if you look at the chances we have, Henderson hits the post and different things. Salah misses a sitter during the second half. But United weathered that storm. And he did come back into a little bit, Chris. Let's be honest about it. Yeah, they did. To be fair, you know, they had to at some point. You know, every team at some point has a has a uh, has a chance. I mean, if the Henson goal goes in, I'm in town for a week. Yeah, so am I. But I mean, but in fairness to him, I mean, they had they did have the uh, the Martial chance, which had Gavin Neville having a hissy fit. Uh, but apart from that, when you look at look at the rest of the second half, that's the only chance. That's it. Yeah. And you know, if you're saying to United, you, we gave United one big chance in, in the second half, and that's it. And we probably missed three really good ones, plus the one we took. You know, I'll take that. I'll take that most games, to be honest. Yeah, well, something we touched on. Yeah, sorry, on, for across. Yeah, yeah, okay. Something we touched on on the the uh, club pod. You know, that Marshall chance should have been an easy chance, and if he shows any composure, there, he slots that in. But forwards are not showing any composure when they're playing against us because you've Allison and goal. It's and not only that, you know, Keith, they know, the, they know, the they, they know if they get one chance, they must take it. And they're trying yeah. to make too sure of it. I think Martial in a game against Norwich and he gets that chance, he, he puts that it low, that. he puts it low and he yeah. bends it around Allison. He's That's not doing what he's done today. No, he's, he's, ab- he's absolutely not. But 
that that's what I'm trying to say. Like I've I've seen people after the game say, "Oh, we, you know, Liverpool kind of nicked another one at the end, and they were." I didn't. Lucky wasn't the word I've seen, but I kind of went and watched the game. They have about four, five shots on target, and the best chance it actually doesn't go on target. But a couple that are on target are handy. You know the kind of way. Oh. Yeah. They're absolutely handy, but Marshall doesn't take that chance. And I, I, when he doesn't take that chance, I think no, that they're not. This isn't happening for them. That it's, yeah. it's just not happening for them because I, I just didn't think Liverpool would make the same mistake again. That's being honest with you. Um, Chris, the game continues on. Um, there's a couple of chances here and there for both sides. Um, more so for Liverpool, I would say, and we get. To the last minute, I'm dying to get to this right because I think it's, I think it's the moment that it, that, like when you go back and look at moments of the decade, we're only a month into it, and this will definitely go down as one of them, right? So, oh, sorry, a few people have asked, what game would you like to win the league? Would you like to win it at Everton City? Would you like to win it? At, I'll take it anywhere. And I want what playing? No, I don't no, care. I do not no, care. I don't want us to win it when we're not playing. I'd love it in a Liverpool match, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. I don't want to win it because City played and get beaten during the week by someone. Mm-hmm. That'll take a little bit of the joy out of it, but that's the I only have, I'd like to win it at Goodison because it fucking shuts it happened. Can you imagine? Can you imagine it? <clears throat> well, I, I've, I have seen plenty of Everton fans saying if Liverpool come to Goodison needing a point or three points to win the league, most of them will sell their tickets to Liverpool fans. Oh, they'll, they'll just go, it'll go berserk. Because yeah. then City can give the guy out of honour then, couldn't they? Nice. <laughs> uh, Richard asks how many more wins. He reckons 10. It's 9. It's definitely nine. People keep guessing me on this. It's a hundred percent nine. Um, if you if you if you win your next if you win if you win nine more league games and include City in, in that, it's over. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Brady okay. Car, Brady Carr reckons. I'll say he's current form. It could be less than that. It could be less than that. Uh, Brady Carr reckons it's Bournemouth early March. Um, he, Richard always asks. Also asks where's Grizz tonight? He was due on tonight. Um, he had a. Private matter he had to deal with, and that's that's all I'm going to go into. Nothing major, just he had a private matter he had to deal with. So, um, I let him off tonight. I will dock his wages, so don't worry about it. Um, I remember United. Uh, Centurion says I remember hating United with getting away, uh, getting away with it. Expected now that rivals need to panic. Sorry, it's gone off my screen. I will get that back to you in a minute. Um, Tom Conley says, even all you LFC legends, how are you, Tom? Hope you're well. Uh, let me see. What else have we got? Alison the Baptist puts Pritstick on his gloves, <laughs> says Dylan. So listen, let's get down to a Keith. Um, we make it 2-0 late on in the game, 92nd minute. United are on the attack. It comes out. They put it back in the box. Their player's offside. Alison gets it. And the camera flashes to the linesman, who I believe is putting up the, the offside yeah. flag, but he's, he's basically giving the thumbs up to the ref to go, yeah, play away. And Alison, instead of dropping on the ball and saying, lads, there's only 30 seconds left here, just decides, oh, look at that. There's Salah on his own and just launches a 50-yard, 60-yard pass from. A couple of things about it. Very brave to do that, Keith. Yeah. Um, Salah is very, very composed and shows great strength. I've seen, I've seen um, Daniel James is the one that chases him back. And I've seen people have a go and say, Daniel James should be stronger there. I don't think you're giving enough credit, are we, to how strong Salah is while in possession of the ball, while yeah. absolutely thundering at the goal. But I will say one thing, De Gea is a disgrace for it. 
Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. <laughs> he's brutal on it, isn't he? Again, Dan James, I agree. Like He's there because he's quick and he's getting back, but he's a lightweight winger, you know what I mean? People don't give Salah the credit that he deserves for his strength. You know, on the ball, it's very hard to get off the ball. So when he's going through there, well, James might make up ground and get back at him. He's not going to get him off the ball. Are you right? De Gea is the one that should be closing that off, but Jesus. Not even he... closing it off. It's like, I don't know, when, when when Salah goes through, it's great strength, he gets through, he's holding off James easily, no problem. But the, the thing for me was, I, I don't know what De Gea is trying to do. He's not trying to narrow an angle. He doesn't pick, no. a, he doesn't pick a side and, and hope for the best. He literally just collapses as the ball's being... Yeah. Like, does it go under his arm or under his legs or something? It was an yeah. awful effort. Whatever, whatever way it went in, it was. If you see, if you see the replay back, he, uh, he's too hes- he's too uh, indecisive. Like he comes, he decides he's going to come at Salah and he and he tracks back too quick. But in terms of Dan James, yes, he's not, yes, Salah is probably stronger than him. But I still think, you know, being the cynic that I am, just trip him up. Yeah, take him out, take the red. Yeah, because you know what, uh, I've seen plenty of other Liverpool players and United players in the past. Um, it was just Solskjaer being one of them. Solskjaer being one of them. I think yeah, Solskjaer done it. Well, was it against Liverpool or was it against Newcastle? Newcastle, they were winning one 0 Yeah, winning one 0 Guy goes clean through. Solskjaer just wipe, just cripped him, wipes him out. Yeah. takes him around. He gets applauded off. And do you know what? If you're a nice fan, you go fair enough. Yeah. That's what I want him to do. Yeah, you know, yeah. he doesn't. He, I know he's not stronger, Salah, but you could trip him up. You take him out. You know, be, that that's unfortunate. That's a sign of the game you have to do. And I guarantee, if that was Sadio Mane or Salah, and they're in the same position, they're tri- they're taking him out. Yeah, they won't care. They won't care. They'll take him out. They'll take the red and hope hope for the best next week. I just couldn't. I just couldn't see. I just couldn't believe how poor he was. Now, don't get me wrong. Salah probably gave him the eyes if he was going across goal and slipped it down the other side of him. But I just thought it was it was ridiculous. Chris, staying with you though. Um, he scores. Salah. He runs off. He takes his jersey off. I'm all for that. I've no problem. Takes the yellow. But Alison Becker, after hitting 50 to 60 yard pass, about nine seconds later, is sliding um, towards the goal line at the cop end. He's some bleeding speed, hasn't he? He has some bleeding speed. Uh, it just brought out memories of Engogan and Reina. Yes, it did. Uh, interestingly enough, Reina's, uh, Reina, sorry, Alison's been interviewed and it's yeah, sort of been on Twitter. And he said, that's what that's what first thing came to his head when Salah scored, is I remember the Reina celebration. Yeah. And it's quite funny, but yeah, that wasn't. But. Um, a few people said it, but you could tell the way we celebrated that. The only time I've ever seen Liverpool celebrate like that was probably when we beat Tottenham in the league. You know, when you still thought the beliefs on the beliefs yes, in. Yes, I yes. think that's what a lot of players won't say it. They felt that was the one. Rea- you can tell by their reaction. I think the players think that's the one. This is the tricky January we had to get through. Now mm-hmm. they were the two probably arse games that everyone thought it, the games are going to drop points in. Mm. Um, there's loads of mentions here for the Cop Table podcast. The Cop Table podcast is one of our podcasts. It's it's a really good podcast with uh, Peter and Jay. Uh, they are 
they will be doing a preview for the Wolves game, which is on Thursday night. So you'll probably get that Wednesday at some stage. Get on that. It's really good. Um, the lads talk really well, passionately. And, um, two lads from Liverpool. So there you go. Um, the game is wrapped up. The game is wrapped up. Keith, uh, the final whistle goes near the instant. It does go instantaneously, but it's a two nil win. And, and as Chris touched on there, do you feel the players, even with what is it, is it 16 games left or whatever we have? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with numbers, Keith. And the reason is because you know the way you usually go, oh, you'll be playing 20, we won 15. And I'm kind of going, there's 20 fucking one wins in here now. Um, you know, one draw. So that's 22. So it leaves us with 16. But do you feel that even with 16 games to go and a 16 point lead with a game in hand? Did you think looking at them players, they felt like that's one that seals it? Because Carragher in in commentary feels that that's the title. Yeah, Carragher uh, was saying it, and he he mentioned it didn't he to Van Dijk, and Van Dijk wasn't having a bar of it, and Hendo wasn't having a bar of it, and Jorgen wasn't having a bar of it. But mm. listen, they know they're not stupid. You know what I mean? It's mm. another big uh, hurdle that yeah. that they've got over. Massive. You now, I actually think the Wolves game would be the trickiest of this little patch myself, but. I think, you know, it, it's it's a game that the, I was going to say the neutrals are looking at and looking for a slip-up from Liverpool and they're looking at sports, they're looking at United. These are the ones, tricky fixtures. They're looking yep. at a fixture list. They're not looking at the, the form or the teams. Hmm. They're looking at the name on the page. And this is just another step closer. You know, they all know. They all know. They're not stupid. It would take... I don't even know what it takes for us not to win this league. Now, because you say... It's, yeah, you say 10 more wins, right? I don't see where we're going to concede a goal. Never mind drop a point. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think this is just getting ridiculous now. It is getting ridiculous. And, and you're talking about Wolves and you're talking about United and you're talking about Spurs. I remember fans of other teams talking and, and, and it goes back as far as Leicester. It goes back yeah. as far as, as when we come back from the World Club Cup and they're saying we have, I think we'd Leicester on the 26th, we'd Wolves on the 29th. I think we had Sheffield United on the 2nd. Would I be right in saying that? Um, yeah. followed by, followed by Spurs, um, followed by United, followed by Wolves. And I think, I think, a lot of people are holding out hope and it's a little bit like last season when, when we were watching City win game after game towards the end of the season and you're trying to pin your hope you're on clinging somebody. on to games yeah, only yeah, away yeah, exactly. only away is a tricky exactly. place to go you're, 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 you're pinning your hopes on something that you don't really believe in and I think yeah. that's what's happening now and like you know JJ says there it's over now um, Centurion asks are you bothered about an invincible season no not really no. I'd like to do a hundred and over a hundred and 100 points I would like to do that um, but yeah. the invincible season no because I think if we start to wrap this up and we get past the death of going Madrid and we're in quarterfinals of the European Cups you may see a bit of rotation there where we're going listen we're winning this but we're going to have to sacrifice a game or two um, for the sake of a Champions League run and I wouldn't write, I wouldn't write us off in that competition either uh, One Clash says see, you have uh, tricky games uh, away now we'd have to look all we could do is concentrate on ourselves but like Chris is touching it, Keith's touching it, and he believes that the, the the players felt that that was a massive hurdle. I did as well, but I I think if we win, if we like one clash says there, if we beat Wolves in the next game, I think it's over. I think not that it's over. I think just it 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 absolutely drags any hope out of everyone. Any hope they had left just gets absolutely dragged out of them, and they're just looking gone. Like like I looked at it the other day, and I thought to myself, right, let's this is how we do it. Liverpool would have to lose so many games and draw so many games and see you'd have to be perfect. And I said, right, I can find you four draws maybe, but I'm struggling for three defeats. You know, that kind of way. And 
I just can't. I just can't. I just can't see it. Paris has City's next ten games are, are tough. They have Madrid in that time too. Kev reckons sides are going to start resting their better players against us, like they did versus City in the last two years. Um, Centurion says get Graz, get Grizz walking on the Werner rumors. Um, I don't know what's going on with Werner. I'm not interested in, in transfers right now. I have I have a league title to celebrate. Someone else asked um, uh, Liverpool in May. I, that's absolutely the plan. Um, but look. March is this right, mate? <laughs> yeah, but I'll be in. I'll be there in May anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've organised myself a three-day party from May, um, regardless of what, what what happens. But look, the game is won. It's it's another win, Chris, and it's another three points. It's I don't know, sixty-four points. It was sixty-six. It's scandalous, to be perfectly honest with you. It's it's absolutely scandalous. But when you look around that team today, the mentality was great. You know, you're seeing players come off against Spurs last week, and we're openly kind of saying that wasn't good enough. But today, I don't think any player can turn around and say it wasn't good enough. I thought it was really professional at times. It was well drilled at times. It was it was really exciting football at times. But the job got done. Who stood out for you today? Uh, I think actually, I think actually, my big three were Henderson, Van Dijk, and he went under the radar again. Joe Gomez. I thought Joe Gomez had an excellent game again at centre back. I just thought first the two fullbacks were a little bit wasteful, but I thought the the, the the little spine triangle we've got there was brilliant. Yes, are you going with Joe Gomez? Uh, I'm going to give. I, I think Henson deserves it, uh-huh. but I think Joe Gomez just deserves a bit of a shout out. Okay, no worries. So, are you giving it to Are you giving it to Jordan Henderson then? I give it to Henderson. But I'm just saying, yeah, Henson man the match for me, but I think Joe Gomez deserves a bit of a shout out. Yes, I thought. He- Immensely, yeah. Gets an honourable mention. Okay. Uh, Centurion reckon Gomez was a little bit suspect. So there, there you go. Um, people watch games and have much uh, varying opinions, I suppose. Let me see. Yeah. Dylan O'Rourke asks, is there minutes for squad players this campaign, yes. like Jones, Shakiri, Williams, Elliot, etc.? I think there will be. If if you go back to what I said a minute ago with regards to the Champions League and he, he decides to sacrifice a couple of games and by putting the likes of them players in, you may see them, yeah. But look, all you have to do is be in the squad and you get a medal. Like Harvey Elliott Five get a appearances. Medal. Five no. appearances, I think, you have to get for I him. thought it was just if you're named in the 25-man squad now. I think, fa- I think, yeah, five I think you have to get five uh, starts or sub appearances. You have to get around oh, five right. Oh, right. Okay. I think, I think five guarantees, but I think they're given so many medals so they can give they can apply for medals for certain I, I just, I just feel if you make any sort of Premier League appearance or were involved in any squad, even like oh, it used to be more than that. It used yeah, to be about ten. So. It used to be ten, but if you look at Adrian, if if Allison doesn't get injured there, Adrian say he comes in for three games, right? Yeah, and it's a title right to the end, and he doesn't get a medal. If you're in a yeah. squad, whether you're used or unused, I, I believe you should get a medal. And I think Liverpool would do that anyway. But look, we're getting yeah. we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Long, long term, it could help. Long term, this could help. This could be a benefit to us for next season, which is if we do get one early-ish. Given the likes of a Harvey Elliott or a Nico Williams or a Curtis Jones, four or five games, either last thirties or an hour, mm. that's well, invaluable because well, I don't think you can give. Them, I don't think you can give them that with a pressure off. It's very rare to have a pressure off game for Liverpool. Yeah, well, I wouldn't mind seeing one of those on the bench every week, rotate them around, and if you get a chance to put them yeah. on, you put them on. That's the way I'd look at it. Uh, let me see. Um, 
Carlos says surely Genie deserves a mention. He he, yeah. he will get a mention now in a oh, second. Exactly. Trust me. Um, let me see. One clash says Gomez will keep out Matter and Lovren until the end of the season on this form, unless unless there's an injury. Shaq asked, wasn't it? It used to be ten appearances. It used to be ten appearances. And the only reason I remember that is I think when Arsenal won in two thousand four, they were trying to get Keon on the pitch as much as they can near the end. The party in May, if we win the league, would be like nothing anyone has ever seen. Says Antico. Um, I I absolutely agree with you. Um, Deep says get Gerard on loan. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Um, I don't. Think, I don't think <laughs> no. you can ring Rangers and ask them for that manager. Um, madness. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. Centurion says City. Uh, let me see. Arsenal, United, Spurs, Sheffield, Chelsea drop points. Um, not a bad week. No, it was a. Re- it's it's a really good week. Key two for you stood out. Man of the match was. Uh, I thought Henderson was amazing. And to be honest, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. But I thought Genie, him and Genie in there, I thought were just just brilliant. Do you know what I mean? The strength yeah. that Genie has on the ball and getting out of, you know, tight situations is unreal. I thought Henderson deserved it, but to be honest, and Virgil, Virgil was great as well. Um our <coughs> Genie for me. It's Hendo. Get- it's hard to give it to a guy who's sat the deck chair all day, isn't it? Okay, so you're, yeah. giving, you're giving it to Henderson. Both of you are giving it to Henderson, yeah? Um, I think Henderson's Genie, a great I'm show. changing it to Genie. I'm changing it to Genie. Okay, just, good uh, stuff. Just to be different. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Um, it, it just shows how good this side is when it's when it's becoming really difficult. And you can probably name four, five, six, seven players every week where you go, you know, he's in with a show for... for for a man of the match, but it also shows as well that you know we we'll say Genie or Hendo, and if you nearly every week they're getting mentioned in the man of the match conversation. Mm. If you ask anyone who's in the team of the year, they're not getting mentioned. They wouldn't even be getting on most people's bench for team of the year. Not Liverpool. I'm talking general. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. They get mm. so little credit or respect. Well, I mean, we know Henderson gets so little credit or respect even among some of our own fans, but. To the outside fans, like you'd swear these were just absolute passengers and we're all about the front three and the keeper and Van Dijk. Like these boys are absolutely sensational in midfield and they're the constants in the team. I think they've the most minutes, Henderson and Wijnaldum at the most minutes. Mm. Uh, maybe Van Dijk might be ahead of them, but you know, they're up there, they're certainly up there, and it just goes so important to the, lo- to the way we play. There's loads of people um coming in here, like JJ says, um, I think he said uh, Henderson or Van Dyke for him. Pollock says uh, Genie and Hendo have been boss since Fab- F- Fabinho got injured. They have been. Uh, Dylan O'Rourke said Salah, often selfish and hungry for goals. So many interceptions and tackles up and down all day. There you go. There's one um, a bit left field, I suppose. Uh, what are the odds for the league and Champions League double? Well, I'd say we're about 20 30 to 1 on for the league. So you're probably. I guess I don't the I, 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 I'm not discussing that. But I've only a league. I'm only interested in the league, <laughs> and I won't be drawn on it. Um, what do you call? What do you call five? Because we've got the Super Cup and the World Cup things. The quintuple. Yeah. Right, we'll doesn't, doesn't yeah. roll the top, does it? Yeah. No. The, the quintuple. Who's your man? The match, Gav. Um. Do you know what? Like, just a couple more in there. Uh, one clash says Hendo was immense. VVD Hendo Mane every week. Um. Hendo man of the match outstanding says Paddy the Ox was brilliant again today a thousand to one on for the league lads we couldn't be a thousand to one on could we we might be Dylan um, actually seeing Dylan's name always reminds me random questions if you have any throw them in there in the next five minutes and we'll try to get a few, through a few before we're probably going to go for, go to the hour but um, it's 11 to one Kevin Sullivan reckons on the league and European Cup double um, my man of the match <sighs> 
I think it's hard to look past Henderson. I'm being honest with you. I, I liked Gomez. I liked Van Dijk. The fullbacks were okay. Um, when Alden, I thought was brilliant. Mane was quiet enough. Firmino was okay. Salah gets the goal, misses a good, good chance. But do you know what? I'd nearly give it to Allison for that pass and that knee slide just, just to annoy people. But no, I think Henderson was absolutely outstanding. And sometimes I'm a bit hesitant to give Henderson the man of the match because people just come back and go, oh, well, you're always like that. I think if you watch that game back, watch the highlights package. How even, can you not? Yeah, watch the whole game again. I think he was I think he was absolutely outstanding. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably go with Jordan Henderson. Uh, let me see. Oh, Jesus. Um, Aunt Dicko says, both my brothers got engaged Christmas Day. Any advice stag do was? Are you doing it? Right, so, Aunt, I need to know two things. One, where you're from. And two, is it going to be a joint stags? Just let me know. Um, one clash says, Alison, lads, pure class. Random question from Dylan O'Rourke. How many... Jesus. How many... Tw- I was nearly hesitant to read that. Uh, read that. How many 12-year-olds could you fight at once and guarantee a win? It depends. Are they, if they're fucking karate experts, you're fighting one of them. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, I don't Everyone's know. Everyone's going around with knives and all now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's <laughs> not. get through one. Yeah, is and you can't be bashing 12-year-olds. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think, a, I think it's a lot against that. Yeah, I don't think you can be clipping 12, or boxing 12-year-olds in the, in the head now. Oh, you can, can but you just can't celebrate it. <laughs> yeah, you can't go online. <laughs> you can't go online and go, Lads, I've bashed a load of twelve-year-olds. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> I can't. Um, I, I, I can't. We can't condone that sort of stuff, Dylan. So get me, um, yeah, get me any, uh, get me another question, Dylan. Please. Uh, Aunt Dicko says Liverpool. Yeah, from Liverpool, Aunt. Good man. Uh, no dates, just any advice. I, I would say Dublin, but it's too expensive. Budapest um, is good. Budapest, I've heard really good. People mention Prague. I went to one in Frankfurt, believe it or not, and it was brilliant. Well, I had mine um, in Frankfurt as well. Brilliant. I had mine in Newcastle. Yeah, brilliant. Newcastle's a great spot. Um, if it's a joint stag, do you see, you're going to have friends from both of them and then, you know, family from both of them. You know, Obviously not family from both of them because they're brothers, but, you know, like in-law families and stuff like that. So it's going to be a place where you want to go and a little bit not too strict on a group of lads going in. Liverpool in May. Well, they're from Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, well, there's going to be loads of parades on, so stay there. Yeah, so we, um, I don't know, I think, I'm trying to think now of any other places. Newcastle's a really good show, if you don't want to go far. Like, a lot of people, a lot of people would say, yeah, but then then you're looking down the lines of Benidorm and stuff like that, you know, that kind of way. Um, Albafera, Albafera's nice for stags, stags and hens. Albafera, yeah, Portugal. I'd just play golf. I'd fuck, I'd knock that bleeding stag down the head. I'd just go and play golf, I would. Uh, Frankfurt, any trouble with language, says JJ. Um, no, the Germans... Just say beer. Just say beer, that loud. The be Germans honest. are sound. Brilliant with the, brilliant with the English. They really are. Barcelona for a stag, says Paddy. Kilkenny is great in Ireland. Yeah, Kilkenny is really good and they don't mind stags there at all. Or Albuquerque if you're looking abroad, says Dylan. So there's some good advice. Um, if you have any other questions, throw them in before we finish. I've got one shout out mm-hmm. because, and you'll know this, Gav, because it's dear to my heart. Uh-huh. Uh, Liverpool women finally got their first win of the of the yes. league. Yes, nice one. Who did he be? Bristol one 0 away. Lovely. Um, Tough new signing scored. New signing scored, and our goalie saved a penalty with about fifteen to go. 
Lovely. 1-0 win, save a penalty. Lovely. Oh, I love it, love it. They're on the roll. Royston laughs at the fact Dublin. Um, Dublin's great, but it's just ridiculous. The prices are ridiculous. And most people, what they do is they end up going to a place called Temple Bar and paying, I'm not messing, eight, nine quid a point. And they, then they wonder when they go home. Um, you know, where did all my money go? Um, did you watch the Sunday supplement today? Interesting, Avo. Oh, um, I'm going to bring that up, yeah. Right. Let's Come here, I'll tell you what to do, Avo. Go and watch the two-minute clip that's on Twitter. It's going around. I think it might be retweeted from the LFC Day Trippers, right? And go and watch it. He struggles to... Um, he's, he's fuming, right? And that's the first thing. And don't ever don't let anyone tell you any different. That's the first thing. He's fuming because you know, because he's, he's struggling to um, put a sentence together. For a man that's a journalist and should be dealing in facts and, and, you know, having decent uh, contacts and stuff like that, he's told you Liverpool have played well for about a year. That's the second thing. And then while he goes on and on, he can't help mention Manchester United. And then he says, I like this to be balanced. It's absolutely ridiculous. As Kev says there, the others on the show are mortified. He's an idiot. All right. He's a, he writes that rack. So, you know, the, the, the aim of decency and balance. Goes out the window. Yeah, it was. Uh, listen, you know the way you see people put up stuff online for clickbait and stuff like that. He's doing that in the in 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 a television form. That's what he's doing because he get a reaction and and that's what he's looking for. You know, and people probably go. I, and I think he's just a bleeding simpleton because he's the one that Louis Van Gaal. Remember, I had the press conference and kept calling him the fat man. Yeah, and he had a big row with Van Gaal, and uh-huh. he had some bet then about who could lose more weight. This fella's a blade Lula. Mm. Well, I just watched that, and I I kind of took the fact that I don't like him as a as a journalist out of it, and listened to the words he said and the way he said them, and you can pick it apart very easy. I'm no psychologist, but the way I looked at it was this man is fuming. This man doesn't know his facts. This man is making claims about Liverpool that are simply untrue. And then he's decided that it wants to be balanced. And I'll put it to Neil Custis, right? If this was the other way around and Liverpool were 16 points off Man City and Man City were doing this, they would be hailed and lauded as the best side the world has ever seen. And it's as simple as that. You know, and you're going to get loads of this because as Liverpool approach this and, and attempt to win this league title and could do so with a record points total, um, with a barren disaster, you're going to get a lot of media come out and do this and they're going to try and knock it down in some way. They'll do it through a lot of grit teeth and let them. Let them. And I tell you what their fear is, and I've said it all the time and I've said it since Klopp took over. Their big fear is there's a, there's a group of media People, journalists, um, people on Soccer Saturday, um, i.e. Matt Letizia, and and people like this, and they fear that they're going to be time warped back to their childhood when Liverpool swept everything up um, in front of them, ruined their childhood for them, and now that they're fearing this happening again, and that's ex- simply what it is. Um, let me see. Uh, worst present you've ever got. Uh, says Dylan, once got a pirate copy of the Gorillas album <laughs> and he couldn't name one song. Um, worst present you've ever got? Chris? Having a think. Just having a think. Okay, you have a think, Keith. You've had... My man and dad listen to this, so we better not say that they've given me. Okay. Your man and dad listen to this? Oh, yeah, they think I'm a celebrity now. Oh, do they? Uh, okay. Yeah, YouTube sensation. Okay. Uh, I, well, do you so want me to tell them how much I paid? Tell them nothing. Okay, tell that's them grand. Nothing. Say nothing. Yeah, that's perfect. Hello, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Present. Plunkett. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> heavy man, heavy that. Um, <laughs> worst present I ever got. Jeez, it's a tough one. Um, I got a pair of jocks actually at uh, Chris Kindle there in Christmas. And, uh, you know, I'm not the smallest person in the world. Uh-huh. And these jocks are the sort of things you'd see in a laden strip I wear. And so, yeah. <laughs> don't know if much thought went into them or they were sitting in someone's drawer, you know. Yeah, I just yeah. get rid of them. But, From last you know, year. Chris Kindle, yeah. What can you do? No, there's nothing you can do. Um, I did get the Torres book. Um, I got the. I tell you, I got the Torres book literally as he left Liverpool. You know the way he left at the end of that January, and I I got the book literally a week later because it was somebody I hadn't seen over the Christmas, and he went, "Oh, oh yeah, I have a present there for yourself." I didn't see over Christmas. I opened it was the Torres book. He just left Liverpool, and so that was that was good. Chris, have you got that for us? I can't. I can think of the worst present I gave along similar lines. Yeah, go on. Uh, my brother's twenty-first. I got him a Torres shirt in in a box with his signature embroidered into it. The black, the black shirt uh-huh. looked really smart. He got it on the thirteenth of Jan, and two weeks later he left. Yeah, so similar to mine. Yeah, so I, I was. That's probably the shittest present I'm giving out. Yeah, so you should was- be. <laughs> Don't be doing that until the, like you know the transfer window shuts um, in August or something like that. But it, um, it was memorable for his twenty first. Yeah, well, look, he, just for, just for all the wrong reasons, and he probably sold it on and made a few quid, so everyone's a winner. If you think that's bad, lad, spare the talk for whoever I get in the Chris Kindle next year because they're getting a pair of jocks that I've only worn once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just wrap them in cling film and, get, and then just send them back. Um, but look, I think that's about it. Um, anything else before we go, Keith? No, just uh, what a time to be alive, you know. I mean, looking on Twitter and all this, um, the the. The, the amount of fans from other teams that are still trying to put up a fight and still seemingly so, uh, are saying today claiming that Liverpool are getting VAR decisions. The tainted title, Keith. Tainted title. It's great. Mm. We are moonwalking to this title mm-hmm. and everyone is losing that shit. And we had this chat before, you know, would you rather get it last day or would you rather get the procession? The procession every day of the week. It's yeah. like we're winning this title every week and it's breaking hearts all over the place. I love it. I yeah. think it's great. North Reds reckon uh, if we win the league, Tyler will retire. We're a bit of luck. Uh, Antico says Carlito's Way or Training Day. Uh, Carlito's Way, please. Carlito's Way. Uh, Alison clocked 16. Cl- Alison clocked at 16 miles an hour in a sprint to Salah. I think that there's something wrong. That 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 um, speed gun needs to be recalibrated because he got there much quicker than that. Uh, let me see. Dylan says, I don't know if any of you have seen the Netflix show You it's very strange my wife watches it is very strange yeah Yeah, my wife is watching it I wouldn't watch it my wife is watching it and says it's a bit weird Uh, but Chris anything else before we go no I mean with regards to taking the title thing the best thing you can do with that is just say yes to everything oh yeah yeah and use the hashtag and use the hashtag (laughs) and say say you're appalled and say you agree Mm. because I say that really winds up people more yeah, uh, I've learned that from Gav. It's it's uh, it's good for yeah. Just, it is. just say just, just say yeah. Just yeah. keep agreeing with, with them and telling them they're right, and then they get really upset, and then you ask them why they got upset, and then they blame you for upsetting them when they started the whole thing in the first place. And it's it's really yeah. good. And I'll say it. I'll say it again. Right, it's only because it's Liverpool lads. Yeah. If it was anybody else, it'd be it, you know they'd be they'd be a Sky Sports Man United 
you know, every week showing them on a loop. It'd be a Sky Sports Man City showing them on a loop. It's only because it's Liverpool. And trust me, the fear is there that Liverpool, after ruining childhoods in in the 70s and 80s, are coming back to ruin some more. Uh, let me see. Dylan O'Rourke says, I'll come back Wednesday with a question not involving physically abusing minors. Thanks a million, Dylan. That would be a massive, <laughs> massive help. Don't um, rule it out, Dylan. Oh, well, don't yeah, don't, don't, don't. I have to rule it out. You can't be bashing minors. I just, you just can't. Uh, let me see. Not Red says another great day. Statement made. We go on and it's killing them. It absolutely is. With regards to podcast this week, lads, uh, the club will be on tomorrow. So the, um, they will record tomorrow evening and be out later on tomorrow night for download. Tuesday, there won't be a podcast. I'm actually in London with Grizz on Tuesday, so we won't be doing anything that day. Wednesday, I will do something during the day, I'd say, and I'll record it during the day. If you're anybody's around, absolutely feel free to join me. Thursday, we will do, we'll be live straight after the match, and then Friday, we'll see how we get on. I am literally on a mad schedule at the moment, but I'm doing the absolute best for you to try keep this as smooth as possible. But listen, nobody's going missing because um, Liverpool are about to... Uh, Liverpool are just taking this league apart, and and it's great to see. Chris, thanks a million for joining me. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Good stuff, and I'll talk to you during the week. Keith, I will talk to you during the week as well. Pleasure as always. Thanks, Gab. Good stuff. Uh, Liverpool 2, Manchester United nil. Uh, 16 points clear. A game in hand. Um, 64 points out of 66. Something along them lines. Am I right? That's right, mate. Good maths. Yeah, thanks a million. Uh, 60, 60. Is it 60? Is it 64? 64 out of 66. Okay, great stuff. 64 points out of 66. I'm literally, all the numbers are floating around in my head and I can't make any sense of them. But look, we're brilliant. Don't anybody tell you any different. Keep using the hashtag to taint the title. It's well worth it for an hour's entertainment on your lunch break. We're champions elect. Over and out. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge miss cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy. And it's May. If it's not Tasty Cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitutes. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Sports Social Podcast Network.